Hi, Bull Bakers. We are shaking things up here a little bit at Need to Know. Instead of waiting for the Ask Gemma segment during the podcast, I'm going to be joining me at the top of every episode. And we are going to be talking baking trends, what's going on in the world, and answering your baking questions. This is a brand new format. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of conversation. You're not going to want to miss it. Just so you know, we're going to bring back our special guests really soon. But for right now, I hope you enjoy this new format and make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Gemma. It's so good to see you again. Hi, Mia. I'm excited. What do you got for me today? Oh my gosh, let's just get into it. I'm so excited to be here doing this new format and what we have this week is really, really good. So this week, hot from the oven, first things first, I just wanted to get this out of the way and jump in. Very excited about this one. So a little birdie told me that you love hot dogs, as do I, but let's see how you feel about this. I'm very curious. So Disneyland is now selling a pickle corn dog. It's a hot dog. Inside of a pickle, I don't know. Don't ask me. I didn't do it. And then it's all oh. deep fried. Yeah, that's a picture of it. And it has a side of peanut butter. Oh, which you, why the I peanut, like peanut butter? Bu- <laughs> I was going to ask you. I'm like, where, where did that idea come from? And I love peanut butter, but I don't know if I would do all that. So how do you feel about this? Would you um, try this? Uh, so I do. I love hot dogs. I know <laughs> that Kevin told you that information because he knows that I'm very passionate about hot dogs. Um, but lots of times when I, I, I tell people I love hot dogs, they're like, uh, do you know what's in them? And I'm like, don't tell me what's in them. That's why I love them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't ruin it for me. Um, so I, and I, I also, I love corn dogs. So just two things. Yes. Um, and I do like pit pickles separately. This is a lot. I definitely, although I suppose you would have relish, like um, pickle relish on a hot dog. So I kind of get that. I don't know, Mia, though, like hot dog in a pickle. Sure, that's a lot. That's a lot to bite off. And the peanut butter, I don't get that. Like, you know, the way you have that... Um, like the famous Elvis sandwich where it's like mm-hmm. bananas and jam and peanut butter. Yeah. And like, and like that's a famous kind of flavor, like iconic with Elvis. I don't know where the peanut butter falls into this one. Me <laughs> but, either. Um, it's, I'd, I'd take random. a bite. I would. I'd take a bite for sure. Okay. Just to yeah. see. Yeah. As you know, I always say I'll, I'll try anything once, but for me, this is, this is a lot. Like you said, I'd take a bite, but it just seems like, I mean, I'm not an expert on sauces here, but I will say I feel like a honey mustard would have been better. I don't yeah, know. Something that would have been good. Yeah. Oh, for sure that would have been good. You know what though yeah. I have to say, Mia? Hmm. I am um so Kevin and I used to have season passes for uh Disney World uh, Disneyland here in LA. And uh, we used to go a few times a year. This is before baby George. And before quarantine. And um I um there's like I have some favorite hot spots that I love to hit up at Disneyland. One of them is I never go to Disneyland without getting a turkey leg. I absolutely oh my love gosh. the yes. big giant turkey legs. Um oh, I love so the they do a really yummy Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's not an ice cream, it's an ice cream, it's on a stick. It's Mickey Mouse's head, ears, and face. Yeah, uh, it's just ice cream dipped in dark chocolate. And there's something about this dark chocolate and vanilla ice cream. I just adore it. And then we oh have my gosh, beignets. Yes. Um, like you said, the hot dogs. I nearly always get a hot dog at Disneyland. 
um, you know, we did a whole Gemma Eats um, episode at Disneyland. Dole Whip. I mean, I'm a huge, oh huge fan of like, you know, Disneyland foods, like carnivals, like that kind of stuff. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yes. Have you ever... Um try to make your own Dole Whip or any of the things like, I, I'm sure you haven't tried to recreate the turkey leg, but have you tried to recreate anything and put the web, uh, the recipe on the site? So we did Dole Whip and we did that a few years ago now and it nice. was hugely popular. Um, it's super easy. It's just a few ingredients and it turns out really well. You do have to eat it straight away. Um, but that was hugely popular for us because the, um, the Disneyland Dole Whip has become like so famous and you can't get it. I think you can only get it at Disneyland. I don't think you can get it anywhere else. That's what I've heard. It's a specialty. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, Mm. But uh, yeah, it's super yummy. But yeah, we we did. We made Disneyland beignets. Um, uh, I do make turkey legs. We actually had turkey legs here last weekend and a little bit different. Um, They weren't roasted like the ones at Disneyland, we I confide them, which is uh, have you ever confide anything before? No, no, I don't trust myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> these, uh, this one, it's really, it's a really easy method of cooking. But I uh, confiding something is this is probably isn't the exact definition, but you're cooking, uh, you're you're braising something in submerged in fat usually it's duck legs in duck fat because duck fat is uh, ducks are so fatty you get all this excess fat from them and their the fat flavor is so naughty and amazing that um you would cook the duck submerged in the oven uh in all completely covered in fat and you get this really tender yummy uh duck leg long story short it's hard for me to get duck here in santa monica and when you see mm. it it's really expensive so i got turkey legs which are way cheaper and much oh my bigger gosh. and uh, i can feed them in some duck fat a little bit of olive oil uh, some Irish curry gold butter, uh, some oh. ghee. I did a bit of a mix of stuff and they were Ooh. so good. So if you want to start a different podcast about stuff that Gemma <laughs> makes for dinner, that's a whole that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, I, I, I often cook to kind of relax a little bit, which is kind of funny because usually people yeah. bake to relax. I usually um, get something, you know, I see something in a book, a magazine or whatever it is online. I get it into my head and I go into the kitchen and spend a few hours making it. And like, that's kind of my, I don't know, it's a little bit like therapy for me. Yes, that is true. Cooking is therapy. Baking is therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Food is amazing. Um, <laughs> it is more than nourish us. It just makes us happy and it it relaxes af- us after a yeah. long day. I totally agree. Um, and if anyone's looking for that pickle corn dog, it's actually so very specifically, it's in downtown Disney's Blue Ribbon corn dogs cart. So you'll have to go there if you want to try it. Uh, but moving on to our next topic. So a peach cobbler debate has taken over Twitter. Someone tweeted out a photo saying, this is what I mean when I say I want peach cobbler. That means I want crust and you can sprinkle some peach on that. So it's basically just Mm. all crust and a little bit of peach. So I wanted to ask you specifically about peach cobbler. Do you like more crust? Do you like more peaches? Do you think a true peach cobbler should be a balance between the two? Like, is there a technical answer or is it all just preference? It's preference. I would like to Mm. preface this by saying that I did not grow up with peach cobbler. You're 
the first time I ever had a peach cobbler was this time last year. First time <gasps> ever when um, 2020. Honestly, I, uh, um, Ami, uh, who helps me here with culinary, uh, she made it. We did it for a photo shoot. The recipe is live on the website now on biggerbolderbaking.com. And uh, it was the first time I ever had it it's, because it's a very American thing. So we like, mm-hmm. honestly, that does that doesn't exist in Ireland. I, I'd say you'd be very hard pushed to find a cobbler in Europe in general. However, it has all of the... Um, uh, the what's the word it has all of the things that I love about a dessert it has like so you get different textures I love fruit and a little bit of something else yeah um you have a soft crust on top it's buttery it's a little bit salty if you put a little bit of salt in there and um, you've got like soft cooked fruit and then you have it with vanilla ice cream and I mm. absolutely adore it so I'm a huge fan of crisps uh, cobblers, crumbles, that whole family I'm all about. I would have to say that generally it is I'm all about the crust. So I do want, uh, you know, my ratio of crust to peaches to be more crust and less peaches. Mm, but like I, I said, it's preference. Yeah, it is preference. And I agree. I Love peach cobbler. I've told you this before, but I grew up, my mom made peach cobbler all the time. Like that was one of my actual, it's opposite. It's like one of the first things I was in- yeah. introduced to in baking. Um, and I kind of, I like mushy peach cobbler, which I feel like is definitely not what people like. Like I, I like a little bit of crisp, but mm. I like it when it's mushy and the peaches kind of blend in with the bread and the bread is soft. And then with the ice cream on top, Oh my gosh. But it, that, that's just how I like it. But I know a lot of people don't like it that way. And I'm like, it's fine. It's Honey. fine. I'll take it. Um, I love, I love it. But you know, I have to say though that, so peach, peach cobbler, very American thing, very Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate it. I thought it was uh, tasty when I had it. I have to say um, peaches, I, I like uh, peaches in season. I go down to Whole Foods mm-hmm. and I'll buy like, you know, two or three. I go to the farmer's market and buy a few yeah. uh, in season are amazing, delicious, like just like the best one of the best desserts you could ever have. Um, But I'm not the biggest fan of peaches cooked in desserts. Mm. I adore apples, like an apple cobbler, apple crisp, yes. blueberry Blueberry crisps, apple and blueberry crisp. I am Ooh. all about. I adore, adore, adore blueberries. And blueberries generally so that's what I would go for. And I actually okay. I have um try to think of it's a blueberry crisp on the website. And it has a nutty kind of a topping, not a cobbler, it's a crisp. So it has like oats and nuts and yummy stuff in it. Yeah. And it's to die for. I, I just Oof. adore blueberries and um, a little bit of apple in there too. Oh my gosh, that sounds Amazing. And if you all are fans listening of Peach Cobbler, the Peach Cobbler that the girl tweeted is actually from, I think it's called Pashals in Atlanta. So if you're in Atlanta, go try it if you think that Peach Cobbler sounded really good. But while we're on the topic of pies, cobblers, um, and we're, you know, also transitioning into a new season, what are your thoughts on rhubarb? Because I know it can be, you know, people stand where they stand on it. But where, what, where do you stand by this as far as baking? Rhubarb? Yes. So now you're talking my language. Rhubarb. Okay, <laughs> Put it forget in everything. Forget about the peach cobbler for a moment. Rhubarb, that's what I grew up with. Mm. Um, it is 
gnarly looking. It's prehistoric. It's actually very tart. If you were to, you can't eat it raw, cannot eat it raw. Um, it can be quite tart. And so you do have to use, you know, a good sprinkling of sugar with it. I, when growing up, we would have rhubarb, um, what we call crumbles in the US, you'd call them crisps. And uh, our crumbles are just butter, sugar, and a little, and some flour. That's all our crumbles are. And I know the crisps here mm. for like people listening outside of the US, crisps usually have oats, usually have nuts, a little bit of cinnamon, stuff like that. So there's a, they're a little bit more involved. In Ireland, our crumbles are very basic. Flour, butter, a little bit of sugar. That's all it is. And um, so for desserts in Ireland, rhubarb crumble, I... Like huge, absolutely huge. And in Ireland, right. I feel like you can get it all year round where I um, I think in the States, spring, summer is more the rhubarb season here for us in California anyway. But in Ireland, we get it all year round. And, you know, like I said, you it cooks down beautifully. That's what I love about rhubarb. Mm. And the flavor is really good, but you do need that little bit of sugar just to yeah. make it a bit sweeter. But rhubarb is such a lovely uh, I was going to say fruit. Is it a fr- it's a fruit, right? Yeah. I don't I'm just thinking, know. is it a tomato <laughs> situation or of like, is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? Whatever it is, it's absolutely <laughs> delicious. And I love Let's how see. it cooks down and you get those kind of like strands, but it still holds its shape. Mm, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Also rhubarb and strawberries for those out there who haven't tried that. Delicious. Okay, it's a vegetable. <gasps> I knew it. I knew there was something weird about it. <laughs> I knew Fleshy it. edible stocks is how it's described. <gasps> Do you know the first time I ever saw rhubarb, I was scared. I was like, what is this? I yeah. was like, this is jankity looking. Like it's it's terrifying. But I don't know if I've had anything with it on purpose. I feel like if I've ever had it, it's been on accident. So I got to try. Uh, you, well, you haven't had it? And that's what I'm saying. I may have had it, but it may yeah. it was probably an accident. I know. I, Mia, I just like never. you're a woman. <laughs> you just, I know. I don't had rhubarb? I, I don't know. I just really haven't had it. It's coming into season. Like, honestly, get um, a bunch of it. Stew it with a little bit of sugar. Put some strawberries mm. in there. Make a little, like, compote. Have it with vanilla ice cream. Ooh. Or make a crisp and um, chop it up. Maybe mix it with apples and rhubarb or just rhubarb. Uh, or rhubarb and strawberry. I know um, a website, biggerbolgerbaking.com, where you can get a really <laughs> good recipe for a strawberry and rhubarb crisp. So, um, nice. yeah, get on that, Mia. Amazing. That is my homework for the week. So mm-hmm. hold me accountable. Um, okay. Moving on. Delish released uh, a list of the top fast food re- desserts. Did I say that right? Top fast food desserts. Yes. Um, and they ranked them. So I'm very excited about this. Um, the Oreo McFlurry's number one, White Castle's cheesecake on a stick. Never had that. Is at number 10. And then they have everything from like Shake Shack's custard, all these other things. Mm. Um, so I want to read us the top five, not the full 10. And we can just react and you can tell me your takes on them. And if you think that it's in the right order. So number one, like I said, is McDonald's Oreo McFlurry. Have you had this? I know you haven't had a shamrock shake. So have you ever had a McFlurry? I've had a McFlurry. I have. Okay. 
Um, I don't know if I've had an Oreo one, to be honest. I haven't had a Mc... Actually, I tell a lie. Kevin and I went and got McFlurries. Um, when was that, Kevin? Like two years ago. There's um, In Ireland, there's a McDonald's near my house. And one night we just were... We wanted ice cream and we said, why don't we go to get a McDonald's McFlurry? And it was an Oreo. No, no, not Oreo. It was a, an Aero one, which is a, is a European candy bar and... Oh. It, it wasn't it was a little bit disappointing now let me get back to it um <laughs> mcflurry i've had an m&m's mcflurry i know that for sure years yeah. ago i love m&m's one of my favorite candies um i don't know if i've had oreo mcflurry but there's nothing i wouldn't like about that like soft serve ice cream <laughs> love yeah. oreos love everything all mushed up and like soft love Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't hate a McFlurry. You really can't. But I will say I would have liked to see a Blizzard on this list. I'm like, I don't know if Dairy Queen counts. I mean, they serve other foods, but I'm like, I prefer a Blizzard to a McFlurry personally. Like a cookie dough one. Oh I my gosh. I don't know. I feel like I need Kevin to verify this for me, but I don't know if I've had a Blizzard because I feel like one time a few years ago, we were in Burbank in Los Angeles and we had the conversation, have, we've never had a Blizzard and we got a Blizzard in um, the shopping mall there, but I could be wrong. <laughs> However, like I, 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 I love, like I love soft, squishy desserts and then like everything mm-hmm. blended up and then you get a little bit of texture oh. from the cookies, uh, mm. from the candy, whatever it is. But yeah, mm. I, and also, yeah, no, I haven't had a lot of these, but uh, you know, forgive me, but growing up in Ireland, we, you know, when I was growing up in Ireland, there was a handful of McDonald's in the entire country. There was absolutely mm. no Starbucks until recently. Wow. Um, we just, we're not, we're, we don't, we don't have a lot of fast food chains. Uh, mm. There's some small Irish food, fast food chains, um, but there wouldn't be hundreds of locations, you know, it's just, yeah. it's such a small country. So the only fast food I really knew was McDonald's and Burger King. That's really all we had. Then when I came to the United States, you know, I was uh, a grown woman. I was 25 and I didn't eat, you know, as much fast food at that stage of my life. Yeah, so like- I haven't had, like, I'm interested to hear about the White Castle. I've never been to White Castle. I know that they make like little sliders, yeah, East little Coast burgers. Thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about the frozen cheesecake on a stick or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm like this is all fascinating to me, especially I know for those of you, people listening outside of the US, this is very foreign food to us. Like, like, what is cheesecake this? Cheesecake on a stick and like a blizzard. We don't have a place that makes a blizzard at home. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, but lots of lots of these things. Um, we just it, there's it's not our cuisine. So when we come mm. to the US, like we go nuts for like American style buttermilk pancakes um, oh. like, you know, some fat, like in and out burger and like animal fries and a, and a milkshake. Oh, if you want to talk about in and out burger, I, I, I got that one. I know that one. <laughs> I miss it. Let's put it on this list. Like everything that it just belongs in the list. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't matter. I miss in and out so much. Um, I cannot so wait good. to have it again when I come back to California, but you so mentioned what else is soft- on the list, Mia, sorry. Yes. No, it's okay. So you mentioned soft and squishy desserts. And yeah. so I don't know. Number two is Shake Shack's frozen custard. And I don't know if Yum. you've ever had this. Mm-hmm. But my question for you is, can you explain to people the difference between frozen custard and ice cream? Because I feel like a lot of people don't actually know. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> re- so, so if you were to make it at home, um, 
in my kitchen i would say to be honest with you it's um kind of more uh, custard is more egg heavy and ice cream is like probably more cream and more milk and stuff like that like that's um that's what i i personally think custard is kind of like a creme anglaise and it's cooked and it's thick uh, mm. but the thing about it is mia that um ice cream is custard Mm-hmm. So, they're, so they're actually very, very similar. I think the difference mm-hmm. might just be more eggs in the custard than in the ice cream, but both are custard based mm-hmm. um, and delicious. <laughs> and delicious. The Shake Shack custard uh, I've had because I just ah. love stuff like that. Yeah. And my brother in New York um, is a huge Shake Shack fan, and he was the one that I think I went to the Shake Shack with for the first time. Mm-hmm. in new york and uh yeah super yummy super yummy it's so like thick and creamy and just delicious uh delicious is the word so the next two so three and four i'm just gonna list them back to back because i really want to get into number five three is a wendy's frosty four is a chick-fil-a frosted lemonade which i've never had but of course i love wendy's frosty should have been what oh, is top three but i think it should have been higher should have been like one or two for me number five is mcdonald's baked apple pie which I don't know if you've had this. Mm. I think, do you have a recipe of your own on the website for uh, like a version of this, this apple pie? I do a homemade version. I <sighs> have had an apple pie um, and a McDonald's apple pie a long, long time ago. Like not in 10 years, I haven't had one, um, but a long, long time ago. But like, you know, it's pie filling, it's sweet, it's pastry. I mean, mm. what's not like, what's not to like? Yeah. But, so that's number one, Mia. No, that's number five. But I feel like that's a weird placement. That's halfway to 10. And I feel like it deserves more than that. (laughs) Well, what's so what's number one? The the McFlurry? The McFlurry, which. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Over apple pie. And there's a lot of other things on this list, too. Like the hot fudge sundae is like way lower. It's like almost I think it's number seven. And I was like, that's blasphemy. Should be like top funny. I'm trying to think of what. See. I'm trying to think of what's my, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm what kind would of surprised your by that. Like an Oreo, quite a plain Oreo McFlurry that's been around for donkey's years. It's like <laughs> that's number one. Like, yeah. It just seems a little bit like, well, like it's like <laughs> big, you know, the top 10 like favorite fast food desserts. And then it's a bit of a letdown, you know, like yeah. a McFlurry with Oreos. <laughs> Yeah, just ice cream, soft serve and Oreos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it, I, I would have hoped it was something a little bit more like crazy. Like you said, like the um, like the is it frozen cheesecake on a stick? Is that what it is at White Castle? So that, yeah. So that was number 10 on the list. So it was the very last one. Yeah. I've never had it, but it, that seems creative to me. I don't know how tasty it yeah. is. Um, it is, but it I feel like that creative. could have been a little higher. And Taco Bell's cinnamon twist were like number seven. And I felt like that should have been way down. But Taco Bell cannot hold that against me. I'm their number one fan. But their cinnamon twists are so, it tastes like your air when I bite into it. I like oh, always funny. want them to be like crunchier. Um, yeah. But anyways, okay. We still have one more to get through. And then I have really great questions from you from fans. Great. So going into this, Ramadan starts next week on April 13th. And Jem, I know, I think you know what Ramadan is, but for people who don't and are familiar, it's the holy month of Ramadan. It's a time of spirituality and reflection observed by millions of Muslims all around the world. Um, And it's best known for its tradition of fasting. So they fast during daylight hours, break fast after 
sundown with special cuisine and an amazing communal meal called iftar, really special. And so date-filled cookies are a typical sweet during Ramadan. Um, I wanted to know, have you ever tried these? Have you ever made them? Um, or if you haven't, you also made mamul cookies. I think I'm mm-hmm. saying that right. Um, but I'd love to hear more about those too. So we made mamouls. I hope I'm saying that right too. Uh, <laughs> as far as, uh, so um, I just want to take a few seconds to talk about Ami, who is my culinary superhero here that helps me with um, the recipes of Bigger Boulder Baking. She is very cultured and she is very, uh, she she knows she introduces me to a lot of recipes and that's where bold baking worldwide came from. So that those are our recipes on a Monday is that like when we were creating recipes and I'd be like, let's make chocolate cheesecake. And she'd be like, no, how about we make like Greek baklava or like something. So, uh, so we started doing these um, bold baking worldwide where we would pick a region and make something traditional from there. And we wouldn't, We would stick traditional, you know, we wouldn't go in and change anything ourselves because if you're looking for a mamoul, you probably want a traditional one. If you're looking for a baklava, you don't want Gemma's crazy twist on us. You want just traditional baklava, which I absolutely mm. adore. So um, Ami, one of, one of the recipes, and there's loads of them up there, um, one of her ideas was mamouls which are date, like you said, date stuffed, like a, a soft cookie, almost like a sh- shortbread, even softer. And they have dates on the inside. And I don't know if you saw this, um, Mia, and I, I'm sure somebody listening could probably tell us, you have a special mold to make them a mole. And it's this gorgeous wooden mold and um, it has a, a divot in it, like a hole, and it's kind of car- carved in there with like a shape on it. And then you build your mamul in that uh, mold. It's really Ooh. gorgeous. I don't wow. know um, if, if, if mamouls though, are they a Ramadan treat? I'm not 100% sure, but um, they were delicious and definitely yeah. different, different to what I'm used to. It comes from that area where a lot of people do celebrate Ramadan, but it's not, I didn't see it on the list of, you know, things that people usually have. They have like date filled cookies, a lot of dates. They have pide, which is a, uh, it looks amazing. I've never had it, but it's flatbread, uh, Turkish flatbread. And I really love to try that. So maybe that can be a recipe you do in the future. That sounds good. Um, It sounds really good. I was like, I want this now. But okay, to anyone celebrating Ramadan Mubarak. And now we're going to move on to fan questions. So Gemma, Somebody named Jessica Elaine wants to know, do you have tips on how to proof bread in humid climates? Oh, Jessica, ask me a different <laughs> question. <laughs> That's a tough one. Humidity can be so harsh on uh, a baker. It's just, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. It's tough when you're making meringues. It's tough when you're making macaroons, when you're trying to proof bread. It's it's a tricky one. I would say just try and go to the coolest, driest part of your house and put your dough there. If it has to be in a cupboard, um, put it in a cupboard. That's totally fine. If it has to be in a, um, a, a what would you call in Ireland a hot press, where it's where you'd have your water tank. Like if it has to be in somewhere like that, where you'd have like all your your uh, bed sheets, your towels, all those things. It has to be in there. Put it in there for a little bit. Just try mm. and get it out of that that moist atmosphere. Nice. It's a tough that one. Was, that was tough, but you answered that flawlessly. I was like, mm-hmm, 
Mm-hmm. Cupboard, got it, got it. Oh, um, it works. Amazing. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> Jessica, let us know. We need to know. Get back to us, okay? Okay, and then the next question is from Jules King 8, and they asked, why do my brownies always sink in the middle? What do we do? Jules, think? I know Jules. <laughs> so her brownies sink? Jules, that's a funny one. I, honestly, I'm going to... I don't want to... Like, I, I've made a lot of brownies in my time. I've never seen a brownie sink. Um, So that's odd. Also... I'll tell you what, brownies generally, especially my brownies, aren't leavened. So there's no baking powder, baking soda. Um, so they generally, they will rise, but they're very level. So um, I know Jules from Instagram and from email that like I might reach out to her and yeah. see like what's up with her brownies. <laughs> but I, honestly, I, I have I've never seen that before, Jules. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We'll have to figure it out. I, I would say, let me just, let me just say, um, that when it comes to sinking, uh, just make sure you're not opening the oven during the baking period. Cause that's super, super important. And that's, that can happen with cakes. You open it within 20 minutes. Don't my rule of thumb is generally with cakes, um, anything that's kind of like soft and fluffy like that. Don't open mm-hmm. your door bread, especially don't open your door within 20 minutes of the baking. Just don't. I made that mistake when I was first learning to bake. Like no one had told me not to open the oven and I did. And then it happened, my cake sank in the middle. But yeah, I don't know yeah. if my brownies have ever sank, but that was good advice, I would yeah. say. Not that I'm the expert to tell you that. You would have to tell me, which you did. And I it thought was it was very awesome. good advice I just gave, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, all here. This is a free podcast, but you know, you can pay Gemma with likes and subscribing Aww, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's great those things make me She's happy. Like, You're like our baking therapist. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Okay, so really quick before we head out, what is new with you, Gemma? You have had a lot going on. So I'm very excited to hear about this. There's a lot going on. Um, uh, One thing that we're doing right now that we're busy um, planning around this week is that we're we're going to, um, we will have just released our first Amazon Live. So we are going to be doing Amazon Lives uh, one to two times a week here, if you can see, Mia, can you see my my Wait. my uh, mise en place behind me? We're Amazon going to be, um, live. We're going to be live on Amazon, uh, <gasps> showing recipes. Doing like, it's going to be baking and shopping at the same time. A lot of fun. Uh, it's a great place where you can like tune in. You could the you can ask me questions live and what? I'll answer them. And um, cool. yeah, it's just another it's another platform for us to connect on. So any bold yeah. bakers out there. Keep an eye on my social media and we will um, we will announce that we're uh, when we do these lives. But it's just it's really fun. And like often like one of the biggest questions when I'm baking is people ask me, what kind of pan do I need? What kind of tray are you using? What kitchen mixer is best? And um, Mm -hmm. like I have my preferences and like now I can Mm -hmm. share them with you, but I can also share links. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be like an hour each live, which is a lot of time. So like tune in, you can um, ask me any questions that you have. We'll get to them. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be interactive, which is great. And also you can get the tools that you need to bake with. So cool. Okay. So how can people watch these and is it free? Do they have to have an Amazon subscription? 
So it's free. And actually, let me just say, I didn't say this, but we're for the episode now, when this goes live, Need to Know goes live, we will have done um, churros baked and in an air fryer. Oh my gosh. Which is insane. And they're so good. I made them this morning. So you Mm. can go to um, Amazon dot live or sorry forward slash live uh, or you can go if you go to the amazon homepage there's a live button pr- click on live and you will see um our episode there just scroll down look for the food section and you'll see our episode there and um we're going to be doing them like i said one to two times a week it's another place to connect with bigger boulder baking and me yes. and it's a fun platform like live is really fun it's interactive and I I personally love it and it's going to be baking and cooking in real time so I want everybody to join us there that is going to be so exciting I cannot wait to tune in so it's amazon.com forward slash live I think you said so everybody go check that out for sure and it's bigger bolder baking Mia Nice. Okay. Awesome. I cannot wait to see that. Um, so Gemma, I think that does it for this week. I think this was an awesome new format. I'm loving it already. I like that. I get more time with you to just talk to you about fun? all of these things. It's so much fun. This is it's great. So much and fun. you keep me abreast of what's going on out there. Yeah. Cause literally <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so thank I'm you. baking, I'm cooking, I'm on live. You know, it's okay. I got you. Um, So all of you out there, thank you for listening. If you like this new format, let us know how you feel because it really helps us form the show. Reach out to us at Bigger Boulder Baking everywhere. And don't forget, we're just starting out as a podcast still. So be sure to subscribe, rate five stars wherever you listen, and leave a comment with what you want to see. If you're watching on YouTube, of course. I'm Mia Brabham again. You can find me on Instagram at yours truly Mia and on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia because I'm a hot mess. And Gemma, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram as Gemma lowercase Stafford and also on Facebook uh, Gemma Stafford also obviously biggerbolderbaking.com on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram awesome amazing well I will see you next week bye everybody bye Mia bye.